This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. So that was the third time I had to go to a proctologist. But welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my very good friends and co-hosts, Erica Branson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Good, yeah, man. I good. just love That's... hearing like your whole stories with your new minifig obsession. So Yeah, yeah I mean, if it, but it, if it came full circle, right? It, right. Came, it, all, it all came together. Well, now you know does, what not so. to do. Yeah, well, but, yeah. So, like, I mean, hindsight's so. always twenty twelve. <laughs> pun intended, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Hindsight's four twenty. Uh, yeah. So, um, that too. So, yeah. Yeah. how are things? Things are good. Yeah. yeah. Been busy as always, but yeah, good. Um, nothing to report. So, have you had like a lot of finals? Because things are good here. How are you? <laughs> boring conversation anyways look we're gonna have company bring out the fine china yes the batman forever glass mugs jeez the, yes those yeah. yeah so no okay you brought that up that that was a funny thing this past week as i share it with you guys on our on our our chat that that hardy's blaster thing yeah. my god okay the oh, ghostbusters noisemaker ghost thing which okay. i would never have remembered without seeing it but the second i saw it it was like it's like uh, yeah, I right. Have that. So there's there's a face I mean, for me. Group. I never knew it existed. This yeah. was yeah, like this oh, this was a thing that existed. But it's a good example, <laughs> you know. So there's this Facebook page that I follow. It's I'm not trying to plug it or anything, but it's it's kind of a silly name. It's Dinosaur Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah. I follow okay. it too. So yep. I and I've been following that dude like since he had a website in like 2004 that was called oh, X really? Entertainment. And I think they changed. I the think name you might for... have recommended it to me. I don't know how I got it, but yeah. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, they changed the name because of you know obvious reasons. It was getting confused for other things. Oh, it's a website mm-hmm. called X Entertainment. What could it be? But it's seriously like just '80s, '90s nostalgia stuff. And yeah, I'm at that age now where that shit interests me. So well, yeah, because I... stuff like that keeps popping up, like that I haven't thought of or seen or yeah for years or even remember I mean... actually until I see it and I'm like. Oh, you'll see I had a picture these, on like, fast food toys or like yeah. you'll see a picture on t- on social media. Like, do you remember this Tupperware? I'm like, yeah, my grandma had that. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. You know, it, do you remember these disposable orange cups? Fuck, I do. Why do I remember it's cause, that? It's because you're old enough now that this is like it's a it's a window back into a world that like not just doesn't exist anymore because that is obvious, but well, like, yeah, that people don't even realize ever did exist at this point. Like, there's this just yeah i well and it brings a comfort right this is the whole point of the whole nostalgia thing is it brings comfort because it's familiar and but with this particular ghostbuster zapper thing what was funny about it is i hadn't thought about that in 30 years Mm. i forgot that i forgot about that i forgot that i remembered that i don't know how to describe it 
It, it, well, in one of the Facebook it, comments I kept seeing used was memory unlocked. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's the most appropriate way to describe it. Is a memory it's deep being down unlocked. in the foundations of the it basement is. of your mind. Like, yeah, it's it's like it's like memory um, uh, archaeology. It's like doing yeah. archaeology on yourself. You're going yeah. through the layers, and you find like just these fragments of memories and the emotions wrapped around them. Uh, like I know people who say, oh, nostalgia, I love it. I'm one of those people who go like, no, it, it, when you look at the translation, it means pain and I feel the pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, it I, hurts. I, it's, it's funny. Those kind of weird associations where you'll like for these yeah. little things that I was talking about, like these Ghostbusters afters, it was something Hardee's was giving out in their kids meals. And if you, it yeah, was nothing the, more than a noisemaker. You pushed the around the time Ghostbusters like a, two came out yep. and they did the promotions. And I mainly remember that promotion because I had the like big, large soft drink cup for years after the fact. Yeah. So you know, so all that kind of stuff that came out, it, it was weird because as soon as I saw it, I hadn't seen that image of that thing in, like I said, like at least 30 years. And I see it and I immediately know the sound. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird. Like, yeah. and it, it got me thinking about other things too. Like, I remember my sister's really big into the Titanic. Like, that's her big hobby. Like, she loves reading about the Titanic, even before the movie came out in the 90s. Yeah. Um, but she used to watch these documentaries that we would tape off of TV on the Titanic and she'd watch them over and over again. And I remember one day sitting down with her and she was watching it and I was eating this snack it was it was one of those it was a pillsbury toaster strudel i was a little kid <laughs> every time i've seen that documentary on reruns i taste that oh. so i have this every time i see the titanic sinking i taste toaster strudel it's fucked up <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> but yeah those those kind of memory unlocks where you you forgot that you do remember things mm-hmm. i don't know this is really old man tonight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think everybody, maybe, maybe if you're 18 years old, you don't have those associations yet, but I think everybody has some of those associations yeah. with yeah. things from their youth and just, it's more like comfort things or like, yeah, the things you forgot that you loved or whatever, or even if just, just forgot that you had at one point. Yeah. And, and I, I, it's also common, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say also this is reassuring when you see something and you you do have the ability to recall that you're like oh I do remember stuff yay so <laughs> yeah maybe that's it maybe it's just as you get older your body gets really excited like I still remember shit you know <laughs> I forgot what sack. I had for lunch today suspicion. but I here's remember the, that <laughs> here's here's the sad thing in your like when you approach the middle ages middle ages when you approach your middle ages you start thinking about the objects of your youth. But I imagine when you hit like 80s and 90s, you just start thinking about the people who are no longer around. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. That's, that's, I yeah. told you, nostalgia is painful for me. <laughs> I, I, I project. Thanks for, man. Thanks for being a, a bummer. We're talking about all this Jesus fun Christ. toys and stuff. No, <laughs> and I, guess I blame just... the trauma. <laughs> yeah, it was all trauma. Oh my God. <laughs> well yeah. shit I was going to segue but fuck <laughs> I made you um, limp <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. so Me uh, laughing. <laughs> so the movie we're watching today <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh Jesus Christ um, 
It's but appropriate because hey, this is a movie that I kind of have that. I have that with this one too. For. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. So yeah, the, this this is one that I remember. I, Eric, you and I were just chatting briefly before about like I remember the box art from this. I remember this movie having quite a lot of buzz around it, but I didn't remember much about it until rewatching it. Um, but yeah, yeah, you get a few... same same kind of situation here. Uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about the the 1988 heist comedy film. A Fish Called Wanda. Otto is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish. Oh, a little squeeze of lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken is a man of few words. Tell him from me. George is the man with the plan. Thirteen millions, my friends. And Wanda. Do you speak Italian? Molto pericoloso. Is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime. To 20 million. To a job well done. But it turned into something. George moved the loot? Less than perfect. Disappointed! So they turned to a lawyer named Archie Leash. Leach. George is going to tell him what the diamonds are. With Wanda as the bait. I want you to make love with me. Pop. Nothing, nothing. He's really hooked. I thought you weren't jealous. I'm not. I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. How come a girl as bright as you could have a brother who's so. Don't call me stupid. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. Are you totally deranged? You're afraid so, old chap. John Cleese. Will you leave immediately, please? Jamie Lee Curtis. Kiss me there. Kevin Clyde. Put the other one up. Michael Palin. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't! A fish called Wonder. <laughs> A smashing. Oh, dear. Comedy. So this one was directed by Charles Crichton and was written by Charles Crichton and John Cleese. Stars John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Kline, Michael Palin. Uh, it's the story of a gang of diamond thieves who double, cro- double cross one another to find a stolen diamond hidden among the gang leader. Uh, a barrister becomes a central figure in a femme fatale. Wanda uses him to locate the loot. Um, yeah, that makes it sound like a lot more serious of a movie than it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your experience with this one, uh, Eric? Um, we were talking earlier about, yeah, video box art, the poster, and all that stuff is very familiar with me from, like, young age. Uh, I didn't actually see the movie, though, until many years later. I was aware of it being a movie because I, uh, you know, it beat the video box or whatever. I can't remember if there was a poster up in the video store if it's just I'm thinking of the box art, but... Um, yeah, I, I knew what a fish called Wanda was uh, by reputation, but didn't actually sit down and watch the movie until uh, years later when I became a Monty Python fan and kind of followed John Cleese and Michael Palin to this movie and went, oh, and um, yeah, which, sat down and watched it as a teen probably and enjoyed it. Um, I think I subsequently on my couple of viewings since have enjoyed it more and more as I've gotten older, but um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so that that's really the story. I I was very aware of it when it was new, but didn't see it, and yeah, saw it later. What about you, Ryan? This is my first time ever actually seeing it. Okay. Um, I was aware of it because it would play multiple times, like on Comedy Central in the middle of the day. It would always pop on, and that, so I I think I always like catch bits of it but it never held my interest i had no idea what the fuck was going on i was like yeah no this isn't for me mm-hmm. so yeah. i just always like passed passed it along but no this is my first time uh actually seeing it 
and uh, I'm glad. I don't think I would have been able to appreciate it as a teenager, uh, me as a teenager back then at that point, uh, but me now, old, thinking about the people who have died. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works. It, it, death has nothing to do with this, with this movie. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, so this came out in 88. I was seven years old, so I was aware of it just from previews that were on TV. Uh, and then I had some cousins that were just a little bit older than me that had seen it, and they were talking about it, how funny it was. And then I see, like, the poster, or the, the box art, which is, you know, the, the main cast, Michael Palin, Kevin Klein, Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and John Cleese, and then this kind of anthropomorphosed fish lady standing mm-hmm. in, like, in, like, a, a criminal lineup. And I had no idea what this movie about. So at seven years old, I was like, "Is she like like a monster? Is she what, like <laughs> who is she? Who's this fish lady?" I had no idea. What who this is the thing weird was fish that walks on two legs? Like, and so I yeah. think the first time I saw it was probably around nineteen ninety ninety one, and I didn't pay attention because like, oh, there, there's no like animatronic fish. I don't give a shit then, you know. <laughs> so no, it's just some weird heist movie. But I did grow up watching a lot of Monty Python, but I don't think I put it together that, oh, this is, you know, so two of the guys from Monty Python in this film until a little later. I know I saw this in the late 90s and again in the early 2000s, but it, it never held my interest. This viewing was totally different, which we'll get into. But um, so, yeah, so yeah kind of a weird thing. But this is one of those, like, I remember there being people talking about a film called a fish called Wanda and having no idea what it was about. And it seemed very confusing to me as a child. Um, but really it's, it's a pretty well-written heist movie. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. It's, um, yeah. it's almost a sub genre at this point, but heist comedies are a thing. Like there's so, you know, there's so many of them and not all of them are great movies, but I think this is a good example of how you could do a heist comedy in the right way where it's actually, it's fun and light, uh, still, still a crime movie. It still gets some twists and turns and some of the thrills that you get from, uh, something like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. Uh, just to kind of go through the story, I guess you've got um, this this local gangster in London, George Thomason, who's played by um, oh god, they just switched his name. What was it? Is it? It's uh, Tom Georgeson. Uh, Tom Georgeson. Yeah. Tom Georgeson plays George Thomason, <laughs> which yeah. is very. Python-esque. I mean, that's a, that's a John Cleese joke, right yeah, there. That's totally. <laughs> Yeah. He, he plans this big heist in, in London. They're going to rob a, a, a bank and get all these jewels that are in the safe deposit box. But he's working with um, uh, Michael Palin, who plays Ken, who's an animal lover. Like, he's got his pet fish. He's, he's kind of a, a PETA guy, but he has a very strong stutter. And then they bring in these mm-hmm. two Americans, um, Kevin Klein and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wanda so, and Otto, Wanda who are Otto. who are already from the beginning uh, planning a double cross because they're yep. they're posing as brother and sister when they're actually a couple, and uh, yeah, and you get the impression very early on that even that isn't stable, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Well, so. as you get to know, especially Jamie Lee Curtis as Wanda in this movie, but uh, all of the characters, you're not sure exactly who's you know what the end game is or who yeah honestly who 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 wanda is going to screw over at the end of this thing is uh yeah she seems to hold most of the cards most of the time yeah. so 
Well, yeah. and it's it kind of uh, wanted to mention, you know, this is Jamie Lee Curtis who just won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress uh, mm-hmm. for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and, and, and a long time coming. She right, she's been phenomenal in everything, uh, but this is one of the the early non horror roles. I mean, I guess this is a little bit akin to her role in uh, uh, Trading Places. Trading Places, yeah, you know, similar. In a, in a way where you know she's kind of involved in a in a heist. That's kind of a heist comedy too, in a way at the end. But yeah, right. So so yeah, really and, and she's really really great in this. I think. Yeah, yeah, she she really is. Yeah, she's she's good in like you said, she's usually pretty good in in anything you see her in. But yeah, she kind of carries this. She ties this cast together, and she's a good leading actress. Like she she's good at leading and, and i'm trying to think if this is the first thing that i can remember or earliest thing that i can remember seeing her in where she is like the main yeah character like kind of the the person who uh, is the crux of the movie um and i may be wrong but this is this has got to be an early one where she's not just a supporting character yeah. outside of yeah. uh, you know halloween and like some of the stuff right. she did young, yeah right. young but, but yeah uh, but really the most of the I don't even want to say most of the humor, but but the humor that really struck me the most in this one came from Kevin Klein, came from Otto, <laughs> just <laughs> and, and actually and their interactions because Otto is, God, he's an asshole, but you love seeing him on the screen. Like he's not a, he's not a villain you like, but he's a villain you like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because like, he's such a fucking dick to everybody. I mean, you know, Ken has a stutter, which there are some some problematic like jokes with the stutter there, but most of them are just Kevin Klein being an asshole, being an asshole, (laughs) and it's very characteristic. Just the way he gets a kick out of being an asshole too, like he like just gets a grin on his face and laughs at his own jokes, and um, yeah, he's Kevin Klein's really great in this, and I do agree that it's a funny script, but I do think most of the like real laughs come from from that character. And his portrayal of it, so um, yeah. Well, and I yeah. think one one of the things that in his character that really kind of adds an edge to it is the one mate, the, the one fact that is repeated a few times is he's a complete moron, but he's really he's like a walking Dunning Kruger. But don't call him stupid because he gets super fucking triggered. He gets all pissed <laughs> off when you call him stupid. Yeah, to and, the point where he will ruin uh, like things and yes. totally throw plans out just because he's got to have a temper tantrum. Essentially, the so. scene, the scene where Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is finally going off on him about how stupid he is and he's giving him <laughs> examples. I was, I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. My favorite was. Like the central tenet of Buddhism is not every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> All this crazy, stupid shit he believes. You know? The Gettysburg Address was where Lincoln lived. <laughs> Lincoln lived. That was yeah. That was one that got me. Yeah. Well, what I think is funny is early in the movie she's telling. Um, I don't remember if it's Archie Leach who's John John Cleese's character, or if it's um, it's got to be because she doesn't really have a whole lot of scenes with George Thomas and he's arrested mm-hmm. like right away. And um, about her brother kind of being an idiot or whatever, and, and she uses those examples. But then later, when she's like telling him off, you realize like, oh, those might have been like real examples. She yeah, they're just like yeah. bullshitting. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but 
But yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you you believe it. <laughs> yes. Like Evan meet, yep. met the character, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, this was a film that reminded me how much I like Kevin Klein in stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, Eric, you and I were talking a little bit before we were we started recording about how um you know, he's on Bob's burgers and some other things, but I started thinking back he a on lot Bob's of like, he's the landlord. Mr. Fish Fishmonger. Like the, yeah, like <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. He has a very distinct voice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's an actor that, like, I, I'm certainly familiar with and seen him in a number of things. But I feel like he's just kind of sporadically in stuff. Like he's, yeah. you know, um, which you know, good for him. I think he do does things he wants to do. But uh, certainly, he's good in almost anything I've seen him in. So it's odd that he's not in more movies. I don't know, or maybe I've yeah. just missed yeah. a lot of Kevin Klein movies, but. He was, well, I mean, he was I, the one I, that I, was... I kind of enjoyed in Wild Wild West, and there's not much oh, yeah. to enjoy yeah. in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun in it. Um, I mean, I always go back to The Big Chill as like the first movie I saw him in that was really impactful on me personally. But uh, yeah, you know, really, and, and uh, In and Out too is another really good one that he was in. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, he's he's excellent in this, and then John Cleese as the barrister. <laughs> Because oh, so after they pull off this diamond heist, that's when the double cross happens. So George hides the diamonds, and Wanda and Otto, you know, again they're not actually siblings; they're lovers. They go and they try to double cross George, and they turn they rat on him. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of expecting that, so now everybody's kind of in chaos, uh, and George gets arrested, and that's where. You meet John Cleese's character. Ken uh, knows where the diamonds is, and he's right. hidden the key in his fish tank mm-hmm. with his prize fish, whose name is also Wanda. Yeah, so an there's angel where fish. we get the title. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you have Archie. What's his last name? Leech. Archie Leech. Yeah. This. Yeah, and I was just reading on Wikipedia that uh, Cleese um, named the character. Archie Leach because it's Cary Grant's real name. Yes. Like his birth yeah. name. Yeah. So, he's like, it's the closest he'll have this to a Cary Grant role. <laughs> yeah. So, I like that. But, but yeah, um, not too surprising. Who's, who's this, you know, he's married, he's got a daughter, and he's, you know, it's a, a loveless relationship. Yeah. It's kind of a loveless relationship with everybody. Um, they, they, they do an interesting job here of making an affair look justifiable but not really yeah. <laughs> i mean it's i was it's thinking about 1988 <laughs> but yeah a lot of like 80s movies there's like this like kind of like free pass scenario that you get where you could still be like a moralistic character having an affair as long as your you know marriage is loveless and your daughter's a brat or whatever is going on in this movie and it's like eh, i'm not sure that's really true but i'll go with it in this context but they I do guess. they like, do a fairly good job of still making archie not totally harmless like he's an idiot Yes. Like he he's there's a lot of physical comedy that he's, john cleese does in this he's, he's really quite yeah. good he's not an idiot the same way that Otto's an idiot. No. But he's definitely still an idiot. Like, he's, he's I would naive. say he's... I say, yeah, naive is Na- yeah. what I would use, like, unaware of... But eventually, later on, he does start to make the connections and, yeah. and shines through uh, in the third act. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, he has some <laughs> saving traits, I suppose. Um, but, yeah. And, and poor Michael Palin. So, at one point... 
there's this old lady with three little dogs <laughs> oh, that is a witness right. to the getaway, and uh, and Otto Ken's subplot con- convinces the, yeah. Ken for the subplot to off the old lady and bets him that he won't do it, to which. Ken with his strong stutter, Michael Palin, like, you know, he, he's determined to do this, but as an animal lover, he's very careful because he cares about this lady's dogs, and he keeps inadvertently killing the dogs and getting mm-hmm. himself hurt, and she's fine. <laughs> Which is a great running gag throughout it, the film. It's one yeah. of the gags that worked for me as a the first time I saw it, like as a teenager, I thought that was probably one of the funniest pieces of the movie was was Ken accidentally killing all of the dogs. I still think it's a great piece, but I think there's a lot of other stuff going well, on here that kind of flew over my head at that point. But he he also always it's always the same setup. It kind of plays like a sketch. Mm-hmm. Like in a Mighty Python sketch, where it always it, pops up occasionally in three structures. Yep. And it always ends the same, where the old woman has a funeral and he shows up in the distance <laughs> and he's just crying his fucking eyes out. And more And every time up. he's he's more damaged every time. Yeah. It's yeah. really great, uh, and for for being a Monty Python, you know, has two two people from Monty Python. They're only really in one scene together. <laughs> Yeah. yeah which is a great scene <laughs> which is it's a, a really scene. good scene yeah near the end it, it's near the end it's too. funny that yeah i kind of found this this movie again or re- rediscovered this movie um based on that the fact that there but i feel like humor wise that maybe that the the piece with with ken and the dogs is really the only thing that feels like a monty python piece this is a very different kind of yeah humor i think yeah. than um which is maybe, fine. I mean, I'm not, not complaining. Maybe about they were that, trying to separate like, themselves a little bit from that too. Yeah, because yeah. Python was done by this point, I believe. I mean, yep. so mm-hmm. you know, but there was that familiar feel to it, definitely with 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 Ken's subplot. Um, mm-hmm. and and you know, overall, all these characters are really fun. Yeah, like I, I can't think of yeah, any scene that that happens where you're not interested in what's going on. Um, They're fun, and they all get like their little scenes together. Like the scene in in Archie's house when Ken comes in to apologize and thinks he's a bur- or thinks that Archie's <laughs> a burglar. Well, Archie's actually trying to rob his own house, but like um, to yeah. lock it back and uh, yeah, that the so the scenes with all of the actors. They're great as an ensemble, but they work really well as they get kind of paired off in their scenes too. I don't know. It's just it's just a good cast and everybody yeah. uh yeah, pulls their weight. So Well the movie does a good job of like I think it does a good job of like having these conflicts that lead one into the other and so on that really fill up the runtime of the film. And it, but overall, like you don't really care much for the the individual adventures, just these characters in those adventures, like trying to find where the uh, where the diamonds were, finding the key, mm-hmm. losing the locket, getting the locket, and like one thing after another, and having all these other things, and there's so much going on, but surprisingly works quite well. Like it, it just falls perfectly into place. It's a pretty tight story for, for as complex of a heist movie as it is with all these twists and turns, everything comes together. There's not, and I, at least I didn't notice runs, any loose ends. It's also a comedy that runs over a hundred minutes. It's like an hour and 45, which is longish for a comedy film. And I think it, it, it holds your attention the whole time. It never feels long or yeah. drags anywhere. So, 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I can definitely see how it had the the you know the impact and stuff as as you know it, upon its release. Um, but the 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 ending too. Not to just jump to the ending, but there's a scene towards the end at the airport with Otto and Archie and the steamroller. Which <laughs> Ken as team. as Ken on the steamroller slowly getting towards them. <laughs> but these two guys just bitching back and forth at each other. John Cleese going out of his way to be like very anti American and like making fun of like <laughs> Yankees and Americans and stuff <laughs> like bringing up Vietnam because Ken keeps, I'm sorry Otto keeps claiming he was in the CIA <laughs> yeah, throughout yeah. the whole movie it's like oh yeah Vietnam we, they whipped your ass real good <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole, it was a tie it was a tie yeah <laughs> it was a tie yeah I guess one of the I guess the funny thing about watching this movie now in 2023 is when you see Otto there are, everybody knows an Otto. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody Even more who, so nowadays. Exactly. I think that's so why Otto wrong. is so funny. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, Otto could think, run for president and win. That's yeah, the problem. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody that made Otto look uh, desirable actually won for president and ran, uh, ran for president and won. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, this had a huge buzz when it first came out, um, and it, it it was really well received by critics. It didn't it it beat uh, something out in the box office that was like already sitting there. I'm trying to remember. What I'm not that sure was. box office wise, but it went out to get three Oscar nominations: best director, best yeah. supporting actor, and best screenplay. And the win went to Kevin Klein for best supporting actor in this movie. So yeah. Yeah, it's a one. The one Oscar he has is for, for Fish Called Wanda, which well, well deserved. I mean, he's he's yeah. great. When I think of Kevin Klein, this is always the character I think of first. Yeah, so, so. yeah. It will Even definitely I... be for me for like, going forward. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, this was a new experience for me with him in this position. Um, well, and I, I read something on the Wikipedia page about how Cleese and Crichton had been trying to make a movie together for years. Uh, yeah, since long time late late, late 60s mm-hmm. um, and then finally started working on this in the 80s early 80s and they went you know kind of back and forth with it for years um, so yeah this was like a project that maybe the story itself didn't start that long ago but there was like the beginning of this collaboration to get this really went back decades yeah so so and and to and it's still pretty highly rated today uh, i mean rotten tomatoes has it as a 96 percent yeah um, yep so yeah and it, it, it does work yeah. <laughs> like it, it works does. quite well i can see that yeah I think well it's you know pretty... what i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say i think it's pretty well deserved of all those things and it's its strengths are kind of the things we talked about the way that the uh well like like ryan said that the the cast of or these characters are just people that are, um, you know, a joy to watch in one way or the other. And uh, just getting them, the, the details of the plot itself are in the, the heist are, are, are all interesting enough, but that's not really what's what draws you into the movie. It's these uh, quirky characters and, and yeah, just it's a smart comedy. And I think it works even better. Um, 
I don't want to say as you get older, but it's maybe not the best movie to have watched as a teenager. Like it was probably not. yeah, yeah. I, I think I probably... I, you have to be like a certain teenager. Yeah, you have to be oh, into yeah. like a certain thing. I, uh, I caught way more stuff that cracked me up watching it this time than I did. Oh the first, yeah, the, the last time I watched it. Which I don't yeah, even and I think this movie's was. one, and it and you hear this, you know, the phrase a lot, and you said it earlier, I think, Joe, actually, but, but like movies that are like laugh out loud funny. Like I watched yeah. this by myself and was laughing out loud at multiple points so yeah that's usually a good test that something's actually very funny <laughs> it's like yeah you're not even doing those peer pressure laughs you know where everyone laughs and you kind of laugh right it's, yeah. yeah yeah well one thing i also found interesting is so this is a, a comedy from 88 and we're talking about it in 2023 different different culture right different mm-hmm. you know acceptability and things and so whenever we talk about comedies we usually bring up something about like would this get made today um like this like a good example would be like ace ventura yeah there's mm. some problems there at the end right um yeah by, by today's standards <laughs> this one and also considering the cast um of the main four cast members in this the only one who is from from what i understand has gotten any kind of remote side eye is john cleese for some comments he's made but nothing really serious. He made like some nobody's... grumpy grandpa t- style yeah, comments but... once about, I don't know, cancel culture or something, and it got some press, but whatever. It's... Yeah, but everybody else is like, these are still people. I mean, again, Kevin Klein's still doing stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis just won an Oscar. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Palin, you know, he's knighted and is, <laughs> is doing yeah. all these amazing travel documentary things that are winning awards. John Cleese is still active. He's still making things. Um, he was in the, he played Q in the James Bond movies for a little while there. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's kind of rare to see an ensemble cast like this, and, and we'll talk about the other film next week. But, uh, you know, this this particular collection of cast members and all these years later, yeah, you could you could see them. I'm not suggesting they do a sequel to this because that would be bad. But um, I mean, they kind of did. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it and we saw how that went. Um, they would. I I don't see any of these four not being welcome on screen. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a broad sense, culturally. Which is kind of interesting. I, like, there's something about I, this film and this group and the, the style of comedy that is generally, you know, pretty pretty cut and dry in a good mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much in this movie that we always talk about when we talk about movies from the 80s and in the 90s. Maybe the 90s worse than the 80s sometimes, but the the, the comedy style or, or the jokes or there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that feels dated. Not just things that are kind of insensitive, but just just it feels like it's of that era. I don't think this movie has almost any of that stuff. Like, this is a no. pretty... It almost kind of shares something um, with maybe, like, silver screen or classic kind of, like, comedy capers yeah. that, that has a timelessness to it. That Like, this is something I feel like you could watch now, and it, it doesn't really feel like, oh, this is totally an 80s movie. You could totally tell by their hair and their style of dress well, yeah. that this is totally an 80s movie. But other than that... I don't think there's a lot here that hasn't aged well. And I think that is what makes it unique compared to a lot of the comedies that we've watched on the show. 
because almost none of those have aged well. <laughs> so it's, well, yeah, yeah and I yeah, think it's like, be, it's because of the characterizations too. They they aren't doing anything terribly dated, like you said. Other than the fashions, this is a story that could be told at any mm-hmm. time, which is it is evidence of a well crafted story and script. I mean, Kevin Klein's character of Otto in this is funny in the exact same way that Archie Bunker is funny because you yeah. are making fun of the bigot. You're making fun of the person who is willfully ignorant um, yeah. or or is, you know, again, doing this Dunning-Kruger arrogance to themselves uh, and injecting it on everybody else. That is I think it humorous might, yeah. in a way, you know, so I it, think it, it might. I think it, what adds is it's also, it's a, it's a British movie that too first and foremost yep. it's it's structured with british sense of humor with a lot of the jokes centered around as it always is with cleese um being how, british uptight, <laughs> yeah, yeah how uptight and emotionally like constipated brits yeah. are i mean at one point his character even says is like we just we are just so against shame like we can't live we're just dead um <laughs> And like you see a lot with his character, and you get in this thrill with this like younger American con artist, Wanda, mm-hmm. and even like after that point where you f- everything starts to like come together and finally click, uh, like his British life essentially just falls apart, uh, and he's like, "Well, I guess that's that," and then just deviates and and just like off to South America, yeah, <laughs> off to South America and have like seventeen children and open up a leopard colony, you know. Um, which is again that's another uh, very python joke but yes yeah, um, yeah they, they even end the movie you definitely see it but. Yeah. yeah yeah they end the movie with like those like title cards where they just tell you what happens to the other characters <laughs> and because that's a situation that is usually like no one really cares they just throw the most ridiculous shit in there and that livens it up <laughs> Um, I mean, leave it to the fucking, I don't know, fucking Mighty Python themselves uh, or actors <laughs> yeah. uh, to fucking knock it out of the park with, with, with humor that just, it just, what it is, it strikes what we can all universally kind of laugh at Yeah. without like yeah. not necessarily punching down. I mean, like you pointed out, Otto punches down, but we also make fun of Otto. <laughs> like right he's clearly not a person that you respect right he is or like i said he's it. an archie bunker type character he's yep. he's the ignoramus in the room that says the horrible things that you makes you cringe makes you cringe but <laughs> yeah. because they are set up as the butt of the joke it's it's not as cringy it's funny you know it's not what, that one it, part... it's 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 not necessarily that, oh, it's funny because they're getting away with saying it. No, the the gag here is that he's an idiot. So oh, when he's yeah. making all yeah. these comments, they've already established everybody thinks he's a moron. So it, it almost, it feels like it takes a layer off of the guilt of laughing at it because it's like, well, you know, it's okay. You're laughing at them and kind of with them. Yeah, And then hence, that, that's what makes like the whole steamroller yeah uh showdown at the end like kind of cathartic yeah <laughs> like especially <laughs> for that much. character <laughs> for george is it george 
Which Ken. Otto and uh, Ken. And, Ken. Yeah. Oh, Ken. Ken. Yeah. Well, yeah. Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Rwanda. That was what. That was um, one thing. Oh, that, that torture you, scene. Yeah. If you had to pick out something that might have felt a little dated, and I even think they handled this with fairly respectfully in in the context of 1988, and because it's Otto doing it again, you get. You, it's a little bit of a get out of jail free card because Otto's an idiot, but there's a little there's a bit that uh, Otto to convince you know uh, Ken who's on to Otto and Wanda being romantically involved. Um, Otto tries to convince Ken that he's gay and actually has a big crush on on Ken. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I did remember just now that there are a couple of lines that you could say are a little. A little insensitive there, but at the same time, I think even that plays fairly compared to some depictions we've seen in more in more recent movies. That's fairly harmless. It's uh, yeah, yeah. and again, yeah. it's coming from the source that it's coming from. It, exactly. Um, it, exactly. But I did get a, I did, did get a chuckle when they did that whole like him telling Ken that like you can't kill that old woman. I bet you're a pound. And Ken's going away, and he's just shouting, "Look at that man's ass! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an, mine! An amazing ass! Like that's my about. Yeah. He's mine. <laughs> Nobody. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and Ryan, you brought up the torture <laughs> scene where Otto yep. has has Ken tied up, and he's <laughs> sticking <laughs> French fries French or chips fries. up his nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the part when he sticks the apple or the I guess it's, it's a, a pear or pear. Pear, it's yeah, a pear into his mouth and then forgets to take it. He's just like can't breathe. He's like, it's like oh, <laughs> but then he starts eating his fish, right? And that's that's what oh, really yeah. sets him off. So <laughs> yep. And you know we've been talking about the cast. I do want to mention one um, cameo I noticed in this and then had to Google it. And of course there it is. Is uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Yep. yep. I noticed <laughs> Stephen Fry cameo yeah. at the end. It was super brief, yeah, as a guy in the airport. Like, Had he really yep. done much prior to that? I'm sure yeah. I'm not ignorant. Yeah, yeah there was a already, lot of television yeah. stuff. Um, uh, already, no, oh, especially, uh, he's a comedian, so he was definitely oh, yeah, okay. well-known in that respect by the late 80s, I think. He was doing I'd a lot of things with, that, with but... Hugh Laurie. Him and Hugh Laurie oh, were just yeah, ruling that the makes 80s. Sense. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Oh, awesome. But yeah, for him to just pop up for a second, I thought was interesting. It's like, oh, there's Stephen Fry, and yeah. like, there he goes. That's it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so there I, is, and there he goes. So yeah, I mean, like, do you think before we jump into like grades and 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 final thoughts and stuff like that? But do you think this one deserves more attention than it gets nowadays, or is it kind of like? I don't know. I personally watching this one, I was like, holy shit, I, I totally forgot about this movie and it's a hell of a lot better than I remember it being. And I almost feel like this is one that could still work really well today. I'm surprised it's not still talked about more. Like, do you think it, yeah, it's kind of forgotten and it doesn't deserve to be? Yes. I, and I think yeah. I, I reiterate a little bit of, of just, and I'll be brief, but I think it's got a timeless kind of, nature to it i think it's it's a movie that should probably be remembered in a lot higher stature than i feel like it is like it's one you'll mention to people and they'll be like oh what movie was that and um or they've never seen it or is just kind of or they associate it with like british comedy that they think is too quirky and 
they don't care for, which I don't really think that this movie is that. It's a smart no. comedy, but it's not Monty Python. This is, like, yeah. We pointed out a few this little things there. This is a blend. There, this is a like, yeah. good hybrid of both like yeah. American and British humor. But yeah, I think this should be a, this should be considered a classic, and I think by people that are that, that are aware it is. But I'd like for more people to be aware of this yeah. one. We usually watch we usually watch films from this era that are not probably deserving of that which is so this is a switch <laughs> like it's it's one that does have a timeless nature and i think should be on a list of like you know, classic comedies of the era and, and probably doesn't make it on many of them well it's like um, i remember this and to, to pick another film we reviewed recently um you know romancing the stone are mm-hmm. yeah i remember them having like the same kind of i keep saying buzz but like discussion about them at the time at least in my brief tiny circle of small town america you know in the late 80s um but this is so much better <laughs> i mean that was fine it was good but this this is much more well crafted i feel yeah but it's kind of showing the talent that was around at the time as well so yeah but uh otherwise do we have any final thoughts or ready for a grade on uh, a fish called wanda ryan let's start with you um I don't really know what else more to say that I haven't or that hasn't already been touched upon. It's just this this was my first time viewing. I I did enjoy it. Uh like I said earlier on in the review, like I was aware that this existed. It didn't catch my attention at that time, but now I feel like I'm at that point. I probably could have watched this sooner, like some point in my t- mid 20s for sure and appreciate it but uh i am glad that it came up uh, i'm glad i got to enjoy it it is one of the best uh heist kind of movies i think i've watched and it's not very heisty to be honest with you guys the heist happens like within the first like 10 minutes of the movie and then everything else is just chaos fallout, right <laughs> yeah fallout from from that um and it going the way that it does i think uh jamie lee curtis did a phenomenal job in this fucking movie pretty much i'm pretty sure she just kissed every male actor care male character in this fucking movie at some point um i'm if you did a drinking game every time that she kisses a person you'd probably get shit faced uh but that's that's the character this femme fatale which is a kind of a fresh take on the femme fatale uh in that you kind of enjoy um this person go in the way that they do mm-hmm. and they're she, clearly the competent one out of everyone she's incredible to... incredibly likable for a con artist <laughs> yes and she's pulling all the weight because like everyone else has like these flaws um and <laughs> uh john cleese as well is always a, a joy to watch and god just ev- all the characters are just so different and they mesh so well and it's worth just watching that. It's like a it's like a good stage play, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like you're just watching these people interact, and there's just memorable lines already that are fucking starting to etch themselves in my brain. I think I'm gonna be checking this one out again. I do recommend it. So this is gonna get a high grade of A for me, like easily, nice. uh, without a doubt. What do you think, Eric? Um, yeah, it does not disappoint. This is one I feel like has just continued to get better and. I kind of, I feel like I kind of already went through a lot of my thoughts about it. it's like timeless nature. It's a modern classic. Um, 
so yeah, I'm just going to kind of skip to, I think if you haven't seen A Fish Called Wanda, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's a, it's an A for me as well. I think it's just one of those movies where, it, and I think we'll fight, figure this out when we watch Fierce Creatures for next le- le- week, that lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. It's just kind of all came together perfectly, and it just was the, you know, some of all of its parts, but it just all works well, so, so perfectly well, and it, it is a very, very funny movie. I like it a lot, so. Yeah. I would highly recommend it as well. Um, yeah, same kind of thing. I'm, I'm going with an A on this one uh, as as well. Um, good cast, very tight story, and you're you're right, Ryan. Like the heist happens in the beginning, and then everything else is just kind of fall out from it. But that yep. is so well written, well paced. Uh, the humor's there. Yeah, a lot of it comes from Kevin Klein, but he's a really funny character in this as this kind of like Archie Bunker idiot. Um, and there's also your, your physical comedy, which comes kind of in between John Cleese, but a lot of it from Michael Palin. So much um, of it from Palin. Yeah. And <laughs> and you mentioned also how, like, Jamie Lee Curtis kisses everybody in this movie. But the scene where she kisses Ken and his stutter goes away is just adorable. It's a really sweet scene. It's really funny. It's, you know, it's innocent. It, it's just great. Overall, I'm really glad I revisited this one, and I would highly recommend it. I feel like it deserves a lot more attention than it gets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the A club in this one as well. Um, but we would also love to know what any of our listeners think of A Fish Called Wanda. Do you agree that this is a triple A, or do you think maybe we downplayed it from A+. plus? Is that even a thing? Who cares? Um, but, uh, it's a triple A+. Plus. Yeah, but yeah, we would love to know any of your thoughts on this film or any of the other films that we've reviewed on the podcast. You can send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junker Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod or our Instagram and Facebook pages for the Video Junker Podcast. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And we uh, hope you will come back and join us for more exciting reviews on the Video Junkyard Podcast. Uh, next week, we are going to... Um, see this very same cast try to recreate the magic in uh, Fierce Creatures, uh, followed by the animated film Small Soldiers, uh, Pitch Black, Crocodile Dundee, and uh, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls coming down, down the line. So lots of good stuff coming up. Come back and join us for any of those or check out the uh, 240-some other episodes that we have on, on out on a, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, so... Hope you'll come back and uh, join us for any of those. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Hope you'll join us again. Please feel free to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson, And I'm Ryan Seiskel. Now let me correct you on a couple things, okay? Aristotle was not Belgian. The central message of Buddhism is not every man for himself. And the London Underground is not a political movement. Those are all mistakes, Otto. I looked them up. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening. 
and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.